0: Your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we are joined by former NHL defenseman and former member of the Minnesota Wild, Andy Sutton, to talk about his NHL career, his early playing days when the Wild were uh, coming back into the league. We also talk about some of the things that he sees in the NHL today, and we talk about his work now as the CEO of Verbero Hockey. So plenty of discussion, had a great time with Andy today, and uh, we'll finish with just some general Wild news and notes as well. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons exclusively covering the Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along for a Thursday edition of the show. Make sure to follow us if you have not already, wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get right to it. Joined by former NHL defenseman Andy Sutton, who was a 14-year vet in the NHL played with uh, several different teams, including the Minnesota Wild and the Atlanta Thrashers, and uh, had a chance to talk about his career, as well as some of the things that he is up to in his post-NHL career. And Lockdown Wild is very pleased to be joined by a former NHLer today, a former member of the Minnesota Wilds, uh, former defenseman Andy Sutton. Andy, thank you so much for joining me today. How are things?
1: Yeah, it's it's my pleasure, Seth. Things are things are good. Definitely, I'm I'm excited that the world is co- seems to be coming back to normal. I'm sure everybody's feeling the same way, and it's, uh, it's certainly refreshing. Certainly, seeing some signs, especially here in Tennessee where I live. Yeah, it's it's
0: been nice to just get back to like uh, a little bit of of normal here in the summer, as you said. And you know, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs are uh, are rolling on with some very exciting play from the teams that are left. Uh, how how much have you been following? Uh, what, what's been
1: going on with the playoffs this year? Well, I actually watched it quite a bit. You know, the first few years after I retired, it was really hard to watch. You know, I still felt like I, I wanted to be out there and contributing. It was challenging to, to watch, and, and uh, so I, I kind of stayed away to try to, you know, distance myself from the game. And I'm watching quite a bit now. You know, I work. I work in hockey full time now, which is which is great. So I sort of feel like I'm, uh, you know, reinvigorated, and I certainly don't feel like an NHL player anymore. I feel more like a fan than ever for the game. So that, that's been really nice to kind of have it come full circle and, and feel like a fan and, and a kid again. So I'm, I'm, I've been really enjoying it. I'm going to put you on the spot. I mean, Montreal looks like they're in uh, they're in a pretty
0: good spot against the uh, the Golden Knights and mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Seems like they got things pretty well under control with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick a team. To win the uh, the trophy this year,
1: who are you going with? I mean, I I got to go with Tampa. I think I think they're just they're so deep, yeah, and they can hurt you in so many ways. They roll like like waves. They're so strong on defense. Um, they've got they've got a tremendous amount of depth, and they've got a ton of experience, right, from the guys that have, that have been there and already figured out how to get it done. So I think they're going to be they're going to be tough to stop, and I think the Canadians have had an incredible run. I mean, as much as they they play a know really spirited game and they're they're high octane, they're probably one of the faster teams. Tampa's just so good at at man puck management. I think I feel like better than than most other teams, and they're they're just uh, they're like waves. They kind of come at you like waves, and I remember. Just from playing any great team that I ever played against or with for that matter. It was always that way, you know, there was just like like one line one line to the next line, it was kinda of just like one after the next and it was impossible to contend with over a over a sixty you know minute Period. It's it's tough tough to contend with them. I mean, you're looking out over a seven game span. Yeah, it's just you just get worn. You just get worn down with consistency, you know. And you and you know it too. Like you know when you're playing against that type of team, we're just like, whoa. Are we ever going to get a moment to breathe here? Where like you know we get a we get a freebie. <laughs> well, when it when it narrows down and there's only a few teams left, and especially when you get down to the final two. I mean that's a one of the you know it's the toughest championship to win for a reason. And you, those teams definitely have uh, have things figured out.
0: With the fact that you uh, played for the Minnesota Wild for a couple of years during your career, uh, and right at the point where the Wild were coming into the NHL um, after uh, initially being the North Stars leaving for Dallas, uh, we're not going to get into that. But what do you remember about being part of Minnesota as they were starting to get their footing uh, in the NHL again um, after a little bit of a layoff?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it was it was you know probably. Maybe even the most incredible time in, in my career, even though like I was still figuring things out as a player. I was still a young player figuring some things out. But going there and getting to be a part of that inaugural team and getting to be uh, around the players. And we all came in and I think we were all kind of you know, maybe cut from the same cloth. So we had a solidarity on that team, which was unlike probably anything I had for the re- remainder of my career it's really special and then obviously to have like you know Marion Gaborik as a rookie and be able to watch that all take take effect and be able to you know play under Jacques Lemaire and Doug Riseborough these legends of the game and it was uh, it was iconic and, and far more uh, far more uh, meaningful now to me than I think it was at the time at 24 years old or whatever I was you know so I, in in retrospect it was uh, it was absolutely spectacular and then to get to go into the you know brand new XL Energy Center to to get integrated with the fans who were you know frothing at the mouth to get their team back and be able to be part of that culture was was a pretty spectacular experience.
0: Which other stop amongst the other places you played? San Jose uh, played with the Thrashers as well, the Islanders, Ottawa, Anaheim, Edmonton. Which other spot do you think helped shape your career uh, the most, do you think?
1: Well, the the, the place that shaped my career the most was definitely Atlanta. You know, when I went in there, and and just off the heels of really my departure of Minnesota. So when I got into Minnesota, I came in as a defenseman. I had a, you know, I had a I had probably what I would say is an identity crisis early in my career. You know, I thought I needed to fight and do all kinds of other things. And and I think that that compromised the caliber of my play. So, you know, Jacques and the crew there tried to turn me into a forward. And I had just an overwhelming understanding, I think, that for me to make it in the NHL and have a long career that I needed to be a defenseman. So I told uh, Mike Ramsey, the D coach at the time, that that I thought I needed to be a D in in the NHL to to endure and have a successful career. And he looked me square in the face and he said, you'll never be a defenseman in this league. Well that was the fuel that I needed at that time to say, look, well, this isn't a good fit for me. This isn't working out for me. And I need to go and speak to, to Doug Riseborough mm-hmm. to see what's what's possible for me, what else might be out there. So I went in, you know, imagine this as a twenty four year old, you know, I go wow. I go in and, 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 and let him know that I'm I'm not happy and that I think I need to be a defenseman and ask him if there's any way possible that he'd be able to trade me somewhere where somebody might want to give me a crack on D. And he traded me to Atlanta like seven days later, and, and I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll always feel thankful for that because when I got into Atlanta, you know, it was a team that was, you know, quite quite poor to be honest. Like we, we weren't a good team when we when when I first got there, and um, you know, and, and it took me a while to to get the hang of things, and then you know, really, I, I got some opportunity there when Bob Hartley came in, and he told me he was going to play me thirty minutes a night, you know, and that I was going to he was going to find out whether I could play or not because he'd heard I had great potential and. And he did. And because of that, I, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. But, you know, I was able to establish the self-confidence to know that I could do it. You know, you you, you get, um, you know, when you know you're going out against the other team's top lines and you know, your job is to shut them down, that I, I relished the responsibility. And I think from there, I was able to really round out my game, both offensively and defensively. And, and I think that was the place where it kind of all took shape for me
0: looking kind of at where hockey's at now compared to when you played have you noticed a a ton of difference as to just you know the style of play or or what it takes for teams to be successful um compared
1: to back when you were still playing well i mean the game the game is um is faster now because there's there's no obstruction obviously right that was a big change um, obviously getting rid of the red line open things up even more that stretch pass you know where it virtually doesn't even have to be 100 percent receivable you know ends up behind the other team's goal line with players flying through the neutral zone full speed um you know and i i endured some of that in the last you know handful of years before i retired it, it, it was a game changer um and then when they started changing the rules around how body checks could happen and i was you know i, I bore the brunt of that too you know i I was suspended twice in my last, you know, the last season I played, and I had, you know, multiple suspensions, you know, over my career because of the way that, that that I was hitting. But in the end, you know, they really started to penalize anything that they deemed as a, you know, as a hit to the head. So once they changed that, and I think the players got a sense for what they could and could not do, um, I think that also stopped a lot of the open ice hitting, which like further sped things up. And when I watch now, I can't, I can't believe how many. Checks are, you know, where people swing by an opportunity to make a body check, and I think it's just part of it, just to keep it moving instead of taking yourself out of the play by trying to make a big hit. Oftentimes, you're, I think they're told now to to keep their speed and get back and back check and apply back pressure, and which makes the defense, you know, able to stand up. And all the defensemen are so mobile now; there's there really aren't any any giants <laughs> to speak of back on D anymore. And um, you know, so I think I think the the style is is good. It's definitely a different type of game but all in all I think it is safer for the players I think it's fast quality hockey and and the skills the skill level I think across the board has gone up so I I think the game's in, in a great place and I, and I and I think the NHL's done a great job at implementing some rules to, to make it safer and make the game faster and more enjoyable for the fans so I definitely give them uh, give them kudos on that
0: one final one uh, in regards to the NHL before we talk for Barrow and what they are doing to uh, to help the hockey world as well um got to be fun to see you know as, as a fan to see the next wave of, uh, of super superstars um, take over the NHL. I mean, you've got guys like Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid who just lighted up um, on, on any given night. And you know we, we saw we've seen so many greats throughout the, uh, the sport of hockey. Uh, it's just it's fun to see this group now kind of take charge and say, hey, this is, uh, this is our spotlight, and uh, we are yeah. never going to let it go.
1: Yeah, and, and you know I'll be honest. I mean, obviously, I got to play against a lot of amazing players. I mean, just literally so many. You know, Peter, all the way, Peter Forsberg, Joe sackett I mean, Eric Eric Lindros. I mean, the, the the list goes on and on. I mean, there's so many amazing players that I got to play against and with. Um, but looking at these guys, I mean, they are they are they are as magnificent as anything I've ever seen. You know, and you think about Sidney Crosby. When his prime, and maybe he 's still there, i don 't know, but you know the guys that really can just control the game by themselves they 're few and far between. And there's, there are several in the game now that are worth the price of admission. And it's, um, you know, it's a testament, again, to speed and skill. And, um, you know, the, the game, the game, the future is bright, And the game, the game's is in good shape. And it's, it's, uh, it's the best game. It's the best game to watch, uh, especially live and especially in the playoffs. There's nothing better. And people tell me that all the time from all different walks of life. So we're definitely, uh, we're definitely lucky in that regard.
0: We'll continue our conversation with former NHL defenseman Andy Sutton next, talking about what he is doing with Verbero Hockey and how they are trying to help both hockey players and hockey fans. That's next here on Locked On Wild. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level with BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is nearing the halfway points. The NHL is down to its final four teams. The NBA playoffs have reached the conference finals, plus no shortage of UFC, MMA, and PGA Tour action as well. So before the next pitch, before the opening tip, opening faceoff, opening bell, opening tea time, head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines for even another second. This is your chance to get into the game as your teams push for championships. So head to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code locked on at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We're talking to former NHL defenseman Andy Sutton, who is the CEO of Verbero Hockey, and let's talk that, Andy. Uh, Verbero Hockey, it's been around for, uh, for a little while, but you guys uh, are starting to do some new things, so for those... Who are not uh, familiar with uh, Verbero hockey? Just tell us a little more.
1: Yeah, so Verbero's been around since um, 2009. Paid, paid into the NHL for uh, about three seasons and had players like Ken Atkinson and others wearing the gear. Um, I worked you know, previous before owning Verbero uh, for a hockey company, a multi brand hockey company. And while I was there, we acquired Verbero and some other brands, and I was able to leverage some, some assets in that company and, and take Verbero outside. So what I did really was take the best of the best in product, you know, and we have the lightest stick on the market at 350 grams. We sell it through direct pricing to everybody. Uh, we have the only full carbon fiber skate, 3D printed full custom helmets. We have the only proprietary team store software, so we wanted to make, you know, team goods accessible 24-7, 365. We own our own apparel manufacturing, so we have a lot of control flexibility there and then the fact that we sell everything at player direct pricing allows us to be ultra aggressive on our pricing and then obviously making things available through the dedicated team stores um, gives us a leg up against all the competition um, and then outside of that we we also obliterated the sales structure that's in place to, typically for all the hockey brands you know we remove territorial exclusivity we allow our Reps to build their own sub rep forces so they can work, people can work with their best friends and colleagues or people that they just want to bring in under them. And we compensate them for those people that they bring in. And then we triple the industry standard commission rate. So we let our reps basically make a ton of money we hook them to the accounts and honestly we do 99 percent of the heavy lifting on you know our 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 reps uh you know introduce us to accounts and we do we do everything uh, to service that account all the way from you know to working with them on their order to you know creating custom mock-ups custom catalogs obviously working with the manufacturer delivery um, you know follow-up afterwards so we we've internalized a lot of that and then obviously solved a lot of problems by allowing access the product uh, through the team stores outside of the bulk order process. So as much as we sell to individuals on Verbero.com, definitely our bread and butter is in the team space. Um, we're definitely known for custom, and that's something completely new to Verbero. Um, and then outside that, you know, we're we're really an uncomplicated brand. We want to have the best product in every category. You know, I mentioned the stick and the skate and the helmet. I mean, we're really we're really a standalone in those categories. And when I mean, you look at the price points, it's it's um, it's unfathomable that you know we're You know, in some instances, fifty and sixty percent less than the other brands' top tier products, and we're we're as good, if not better, in every category. Um, And then, really, we never stop working to perfect that product. We're not we're not looking to bring out another product. We're we're always going to work on making sure that you know, if we if we can't make the product better, that same product's going to stay in the lineup, so customers can be loyal to us, and we're loyal to them by making sure that that people can access the goods that they're that they're used to receiving. We're not traditional in the sense where the other retail brands are changing their models all the time just basically to stuff more product down the retailer's throats um where people are able to access our products and it's the same product that they get all the time and and then uh, that's really helping us um, with, with with loyalty with our customer base
0: andy i wanted to ask you too obviously we are coming out of COVID 19 which has presented a ton of challenges for businesses across the country across the world um, and I'm sure Verbero had to adapt to some of the things that, that you guys do uh, in order to, you know, be able to fit the ever-changing landscape that will probably, even once COVID is fully gone, will will probably look completely different than it did beforehand.
1: Yeah, you're 100% right. And, you know, where, you know, sales, sales were a certain way because people were not playing organized hockey you know, we shifted very quickly to like, okay, how can we use this as an as an advantage? People were more accessible than they've ever been. They had more time at home. They were spending more time on their devices. They were spending more time looking for additional revenue streams. So we, we grew our rep force to over 335 people strong uh, through COVID and to put that into perspective, you know, Bauer had 50 reps worldwide. Pre-COVID, so we're we are really well positioned, and the difference for us too, you know, obviously with the territorial, um, you know, lack of the territorial limitations, is that people can sell anywhere to anybody. It opened the market; up. it blew the doors off. And then the fact that our reps are coaches, they're 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 hockey dads that have spent their life in the market. We have uh, over twenty-five ex-NHLers. We've got about 30 uh, PHPA members. We did a deal with the Professional Hockey Players Association. So we have about 30 there. And then we've got about 25 of the top women in the game. So we have everything from, you know, longtime, you know, ex-pros like Kirk Muller signed on all, all the way down to, you know, hockey moms and, and people that are just tired of the status quo. So we've solved a, a million problems. And because of our structure in that regard and the intimacy of it and how many layers of connection we have, you know, all the way from rep to sub-rep, to going in, you know, boots on the ground, grassroots to these accounts. We're uh, we're really, we're making waves and, and then the product is speaking for itself When people get their hands on our stuff. They can't believe that they've never heard of us or they can't believe they haven't given Barbero a shot. They can't believe our team store. Um, so it, really it's a, now it's a matter of, of just marketing, telling the story. And then really our customers, you know, are our best marketing agents. So the satisfaction of that and the satisfaction of our rep force is really, is really compounding um, our growth, and, and we've experienced a, an absolute massive influx of growth over the last uh, calendar year.
0: Andy, before we let you go, and again, I appreciate the time so much here today. Uh, if people want to learn more about Verbero, or they have questions about your uh, your products or, or anything else, what is a good way to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, thanks, Seth. I mean, people can people can reach out um, to team at verbero.com. Any questions they may have, you want to join the rep force you want to get a custom catalog, you want to understand more about our team stores, more about products specifically, how to get involved with us, just send an email to team at That goes to our entire executive staff and we triage those those inquiries there and make sure we get, get back to people very in a very timely fashion and you know we're always looking for for great people to get involved with us we're not as strong even as I'd like in Minnesota if I'm honest that we we could we could do better in Minnesota so anybody that that hears this that wants to insulate their lives to a deeper degree wants an additional revenue stream wants to be part of a, a brand that's growing uh, at a rapid rate and really obliterating the the mainstay brands because of how you know antiquated their models are if somebody wants to get involved just shoot us a note at at Verbaro.com and we'll get you rolling.
0: Outstanding, Andy. Thank you so much for the time here today. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, thanks for hopping on.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Be well.
0: Huge thank you to Andy Sutton for joining the show today to uh, talk about his career as well as his work with Verbaro Hockey. We will finish up today's episode of Lockdown Wild with some news and notes, uh, things to look for here, uh, as well as what we've got coming up over the next couple of days and into next week as well. That's all next here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Plus, rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write "locked on" in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, all at RockAuto.com. Finishing up today's episode of Locked On Wild. Again, huge thanks to Andy Sutton for joining the show today to uh, talk about his career as well as his work at Verbero Hockey. Looking at what we have coming up over the uh, next couple of days and into next week, Uh, tomorrow we've got uh, a very fun um, feature for you, which is uh, the first of two parts in which we joined forces with Nash Walker at Locked on Twins and Ben Beacon at Locked on T-Wolves to uh, talk about just where we are at with Minnesota sports. Uh, We will be doing a full roundtable with all of the Minnesota hosts as well, uh, at some point here this summer, but some great conversation looking at parallels uh, as to where our favorite teams all stand uh, in the offseason and where they stand in terms of uh, potentially winning championships. So we'll bring you part one of uh, that conversation um, here tomorrow, and then next week we will bring you part two. We have some guests lined up for early in the week uh, on Monday. We'll be joined by uh, Alex McLetti to talk some wild offseason season plus some trade speculation as to some potential fits for the Wild. We'll then be joined on uh, Tuesday by Locked On Blackhawks host Jack Bushman to uh, talk about Chicago. It it felt so weird to go through an entire season and not have any discussion about the Chicago Blackhawks, so we are going to fix that on Tuesday when Jack joins the show. Then uh, we will be joined... Uh, to talk some NHL draft by Gabe Foley, who uh, covers the NHL for recruit scouting, uh, as well as uh, St. Louis game time. So we'll talk some uh, NHL prospects with him on Wednesday. And then uh, after that, we'll mix in part two of our uh, crossover with Locked On Twins and Locked On T-Wolves. So a busy week ahead of the 4th of July uh, holiday and uh, wouldn't have it any other way. Here on Lockdown Wild. So that's what we got coming up next week. Um, we'll keep an eye on everything wild related. Uh, and uh, if we have any breaking news that happens here within the next few days and weeks, we'll make sure to uh, break it down in full here on Lockdown Wild. That's going to do it for today. So, again, big thank you to Andy Sutton for joining the show today. If you missed out on it, uh, make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, you can listen to this podcast. You know, Later today or uh, even later next week, if you want to circle back and uh, and listen to what Andy had to say about his playing career as well as the NHL now, uh, make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts to be able to listen on the go, in the car, on the way home from work, even at the gym. I mean, I, I've heard some people who uh, love to jam out to Locked on Wild while they're at the gym. So anywhere you want to listen, follow us at Locked on Wild. Follow us as well on Facebook and Twitter. At Lockdown Wild, and you can follow me on Twitter as well at Seth Topes. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new edition of Lockdown Wild.